0: What's up, everyone? Coming at you with an impromptu episode because we had big breaking news with the D-backs today. Madison Bumgarner got DFA'd, so I wanted to do a bonus episode for you guys today just talking about Madison Bumgarner leaving the d back. so let's get into it. You are locked on Diamondbacks Welcome into the Locked on diebacks podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas, I'm a multimedia journalist, and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. I there you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, or just look up Locked on Dimebacks, both Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle, and of course, thank you for making Locked on Diamondbacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms. So please continue to tell your friends. One of those platforms is YouTube. So please hit subscribe on the Locked on Diamondbacks YouTube channel. But. This is not going to be a full-length podcast. I'll record one like Friday evening, Friday afternoon, so I'll drop a late Friday podcast for you guys tomorrow. But we're going to do a special bonus pod for you guys today, so this will be shorter than it typically is, just because I want to hit on the big breaking news that the D-backs dropped today because when I got out of my shower this morning as I was getting ready for work, I saw my Twitter notification from Jeff Passan. Breaking news, D-backs, D-F-A, Madison Bumgarner, D-backs fans can rejoice everywhere because this was not something that I thought the D-backs would seriously do. I am so proud of the D-backs for taking this route because for a long time, I thought the D-backs were Potentially maybe going to have a conversation of moving him to the bullpen. Maybe you try to do a thing where you skip rotation starts, do a six-man rotation. They've been talking about he hasn't looked right from a health standpoint. Maybe you make up an injury, put him on the injury list for a little bit and try to figure out what's wrong with him. Like there were so many different avenues. The D-Backs could have went down to try to could have went down to still and try and Salvage this deal and this contract because this has turned into one of the worst contracts in baseball. Because now the D backs are going to eat the rest of his $34 million dollars or whatever it is that's owed to Massive Bumgarner. But when you think of all the scenarios, yes, this one might have been the toughest one, this one hurts the most, at least financially. But from a competitive standpoint, this was the best option for the D backs, and it's why I'm so proud of them because the D backs making this move shows me their commitment to this season and beyond it tells me that the d-backs are taking this season seriously and maybe they're maybe they're not telling you that they're world series contenders or anything like that but they recognize the young talent on the field they want to give that young talent as much opportunity as possible and while the young talent's playing good while the whole team is playing good and clicking and winning ball games i mean listen it's still super early in this season, but the D-backs are playing above 500 ball right now, which is something you couldn't have said the last couple of years at this point of the year. So the D-backs recognizing this hot start to the season, seeing the team actually competitive, adding a little bit of urgency to the season by DFA Madison Bumgarner saying, you know what? We might not win the World Series, but let's go out there and actually try to win as many games as possible. And knowing you're going to have someone like Madbum in your rotation, who I've said repeatedly is like spotting the opposing team two and a half runs every game, like someone like that would just such a big detriment to the roster because with the way the D-backs have been playing so far this season, there has not been a lot of guys who have gone out there and just like crap the bed, right? The Scott McGuff's of the world have had a f- very few, has had a few blunders, right, so far to start the season. There's definitely been some instances we could point to Scott McGuff and said, yeah, that game was lost by him. could say Peter Solomon too, but for the most part, the D-backs have gotten a lot of good contributions from a lot of players and even guys like Scott McGuff's, he's had his downs for the season for sure, but he's also had some ups this year where there were some games he did save or was able to get those couple big outs and for Massive Bumgarner, There's just nothing positive that he could have done for this D-backs team to help improve himself and help improve this roster. Because even a guy like Scott McGuff, you could at least, you know what, he didn't work out as a closer. You could still throw him in low leverage situations in the 6th and 7th inning when there's no one on base and the starter comes out. You could still find ways to mix Scott McGuff into the game and make him effective. But for Massive Bumgarner, it's like... He hasn't been effective this season, and he hasn't been effective for four years now, and it was never going to get better. You're with the best pitching coach in baseball in Brent Strom, and it has not mattered. Remember, I brought up on yesterday's pod. There was, or it probably was today's podcast <laughs> since I dropped it today. Um, there was one point last season where Massive Bumgarner threw his like first eight starts at like a two sub ERA, and then he still finished the year with an ERA near 5. His ERA this season is north of 10. Madison Bumgarner has been absolutely atrocious this year and over his 4 years with the D-backs, 69 games, 15 and 32, with a 5.32 ERA and a 1.379 WHIP. He leads the D-backs in all-time ERA for the worst all-time ERA, of course, at like 5.23 um for his D-backs career. So, this was a move that the D-backs needed to make. I didn't think that they would make, but they needed to make if they are trying to compete this season and actually try to win games. And so I'm actually very happy and very proud. I think D-backs fans should rejoice everywhere because look, I don't want to be happy that the D-backs cut somebody. Like the day the D-backs signed Mastin Bumgarner, I was super ecstatic because I think that was my... First year, I was entering my first season as the D backs locked on podcast host. That was a 2020 COVID season. Um, That was Massive Bumgarner's first year with the D backs. And I was super excited. I actually thought at the time it was like a bargain that the D backs got him for that much because I was like, five years, 85 million for a guy that's a multi time all star, a guy who's proven himself on the biggest stage in baseball. I was like, yeah, five years, 85 for that guy. Obviously, he's. Maybe not the guy he was at 25 years old, but he still could be a top two starter in a rotation, no doubt, and be an elite veteran clubhouse guy. Just still be an above average, really good major league starting pitcher. Number two behind Zach Gallen. you know, at the time we didn't know Zach Gallen was going to be this guy, but you at least thought Madison Bumgarner would have been a high end, number two starter for your rotation at the very worst. And he's actually been maybe the worst starting pitcher in baseball since signing with the D-backs. And so, Madison Bumgarner not living up to that contract is kind of crazy and the fact that he didn't even make it to the end of the contract is also kind of crazy for a guy of his pedigree considering he's maybe a future hall of famer like I don't know how his D-backs tenure is going to affect his hall of fame candidacy because he still has a career three four seven year right like not like his D-backs didn't hurt his career year right that much I think you're gonna remember those first 11 years with the Giants, where he went 119-92 and with a 3.13 ERA, like in the three World Series, of course. Like, you're probably going to remember all that before you think about this D-backs tenure, but it's definitely a blemish on his record. It's definitely something that we have to talk about when he is up for the Hall of Fame, but it's crazy that we got to this point with Bum Bumgarner, and it's crazy that the D-backs actually executed this decision. And now, with Bumgarner getting DFA'd, as I'm talking, my allergies are getting progressively worse, and I feel like I'm sounding more and more nasally, so I'm really trying to fight through it right now, but with Madison Bumgarner now leaving the rotation, we got Tommy Henry being called up to replace him in the rotation, and of course, everyone wants Brandon fat to be called up, and Mike Hayes addressed it a little bit, reading in between the lines, it sounds mostly like Brandon Fats not being called up right now just because they want to maintain his rookie eligibility for 2024 without really saying it. And also Tommy Henry talking to um, Nash Walker, communications coordinator and broadcaster for the Reno Aces. He says Tommy Henry has looked really good throwing the ball this year, so... I don't think Tommy Henry is like a high ceiling guy, but I think if he's in the back end of your rotation, I think he'll look fine for the D backs in his starts. I think he'll probably be very serviceable. Like, I don't think he's a bad pitcher. I just don't think he's going to be. When Tommy Henry's on the mound, it's not like when Ryan Nelson or Dre Jameson is on the mound. You're like, okay, cool. He's young. He's out there. Hopefully, he can have us a good start. So, excited to see Tommy Henry. And at the very least, Tommy Henry is an upgrade over Madison Bump Garner. So, you can't get any worse in those starts. Next question is, what do you do when Zach Davies comes back? I assume Davies still goes to the rotation, but you still don't know. Maybe you keep Tommy Henry and Davies in the rotation. They put Dre Jameson back in the bullpen. Maybe you go Henry, uh, Jameson, and Ryan Nelson in the rotation. You put Davies in the bullpen, which I think is very unlikely. Tommy Henry has also been a long reliever for the D-backs in the past. So you might keep Dre Jameson in the rotation, put Tommy Henry back in the bullpen. I think it might depend on... How we see Dre Jameson in his next rotation start. Do the D-backs give him a longer leash? Or are they still going to do this like three and a half inning thing? That would tell me that they're probably still trying to keep Dre Jameson in the bullpen if they do do that. But for the most part, D-backs fans should feel good. Don't worry too much about who's replacing Matt Bum in the rotation. Whoever it is is going to be better than Madison Bumgarner and Mike Hazen said he thinks Brandon Fat is ready. They just don't want to call him up right now for whatever reason. They said his schedule with the rotation or whatever, yada, yada. Brandon Fat, I think, will get called up this season and just might not be as soon as the fans want because, listen, we know he's a tantalizing talent. Everyone wants to see Brandon Fat, and I think we will eventually. But for now, as I keep saying, D-back fans rejoice because we no longer have to watch a Madison Bumgarner start.